Hi all, I'm Isabel, I'm your host for the Sustainable Finance Quick Takes podcast, in which we touch upon specific issues around finance, business and sustainability. So living in a bigger city can be better for the planet. That is the conclusion of recent studies, finding that high-density cities have lower greenhouse emissions per person, especially compared to suburban areas. A relatively dense city like New York City has its challenges but also benefits. So more public transit and smaller houses and less people with cars. So talking about the value of localized sustainability efforts and New York City, the best person to speak with is Mariana Koval, With a background in policy and working as a lawyer, uh, she is a true expert on how policy can affect sustainability efforts on all levels of government. So Mariana has a long-standing track record of coordinating projects that seek to improve New York City's sustainability. And she currently leads the Invest NYC SDG initiative at NYU Stern. Welcome, Mariana. Thank you for joining us. So good to have you. Thanks, Isabel. I'm really happy to join you today and talk about sustainability in New York City. Great. Yeah. So based on your experience working with businesses and electeds to advance sustainability goals, why are city-level efforts so important to achieve sustainability goals? Well, I think probably because no time like uh, today um, is it more important than ever that we be thinking about uh, the steps we can take locally within cities and within states uh, to advance our sustainability goals, particularly, I think, using the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals as our uh, global framework. Um, and I think that um, this is an interesting moment um, to, to talk about what the next steps can be, but understand that goals are very important. And then thinking about how you translate those goals into local actions is critical. Yeah. And so to make that translation, you often mentioned finance as a barrier for more sustainable business practices here in the city. So why is that? Could you expand a little bit on why funding is difficult for businesses that are also working on sustainability goals? Well, I think that there is a funny um, gap, um, uh, a challenging gap that exists between uh, key barriers to sustainability in New York City and the way in which funders, investors seek to have projects brought to them. And that that gap needs to be filled by um, longer term investment in project development, uh, patient capital, in order to be in a position where real projects that can have enormous impact can be more crafted for traditional uh, finance. And, and maybe if I just step back for a moment and explain that I've been directing this interesting initiative at the Center for Sustainable Business at NYU Stern. And it's called Invest NYC SDG, as you, as you introduced me. It, the, the, the challenge has been for me to try to engage the private sector uh, and drive private financing for sustainability projects um, that advance New York City's sustainability goals and use the UN SDGs as a common framework. And what's been really interesting about that process now, two and a half years into this, is that the sustainability goals of New York City are part of a political document, um, one NYC 2050. Um, and, and New York City, with advice 
created that plan. And the important piece that I think our next mayor needs to take in the development of sustainability planning needs to be including the business sector at the table in crafting those goals and in setting the steps and taking responsibility for the actions necessary to meet those goals. And that there have to be measurable ways in which to look at those actions. I think everyone, we need to have multi-sector collaboration, um, but what does that literally mean? And I think it has to be everyone at that table uh, when we begin to draft our next sustainability plan which is due in April of 2023. Yeah, interesting. So and when you then look at the projects that you're leading at NYU, could you take some examples of areas you're active in? You and I have talked about this in the past, and and, and I guess I've sought to understand why there's this gulf that exists. So I see um, major finance institutions um, uh, committing, banks committing um, literally billions of dollars um, to advance um, the sustainable development goals and, and, and combat climate change. And, and, and then I look in New York and try to understand um, how we can advance projects that both are critical to our um, sustainable future and economic recovery in New York, but also um, are responsive to the um, very clear demands for racial equity um, and justice um, in this particular time in history. And those projects um, become very complex and they're not, they're not simple. They're not tied up in a bow in the way that um, the finance sector is used to seeing projects. And I guess my hope is that in the future, um, more investors will understand th the need for project development. And it isn't, um, a, 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 you know, an incubator. We are working to function more as matchmakers um, and and explaining how um, longer-term investment, patient capital, can have um, an enormous impact. It's really important to have capital that's available to people who do not have developed credit histories. And that's what we're working on with Spring Bank in the Bronx um, to provide long-term, low-cost microfinancing for access to a critical uh, vehicle to provide transportation justice. Similarly, we've been looking at um, issues of um, food insecurity in New York and, and what's happened um, since COVID-19 as we watch the number of food insecure people in New York City grow from 1.5 million to the mayor's estimation um, at its peak last summer to nearly 2 million people. That's extraordinary in a city like New York. And so we begin to think, how is it that we're able to um, work both on uh, greater food production within the city um, and think about more equitable ways of um, distributing food? Interesting. Yeah, maybe to close it off, if you think about your interaction with banks and investors, um, what makes you most hopeful for the future? I think that there is an enormous sense of a commitment to respond to these challenges. Um, and I'm hopeful because we also have a new generation that's demanding real action. Um, and, and the employees of major American corporations are insisting on change. And that's really shifted um, 
stakeholder capitalism. Um, I think we're all rethinking um, the whole process. And, and so I, I am hopeful that, that we will begin to take on these challenges if we work together, government, the private sector, community organizations, educational institutions, that we, we figure out a joint plan and carve up what we're responsible for and report back. Oh yeah, thank you so much. We're gonna post uh, the link to Mariana's work at NYU in the show notes. This concludes the Sustainable Finance Quick Takes podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you to Mariana. This podcast is brought to you by Arabesque. We also have another podcast called Decoding Sustainable Finance. You can check that link also in the show notes and um, catch you next time. Thank you.